welcome back to another episode of Wreaking Havoc, the world's weirdest podcast. How is everyone doing today? Happy Tuesday. Hope your Tuesday is off to a great start. Hope your new year has been off to a great start. We're already in February. How crazy is that? This uh, January flew by, absolutely flew by. It's uh, February 2 today, Groundhog's Day. Will we get six more weeks of winter or six weeks till spring? Doesn't make a difference, so... Keep living on. Keep living on. Up here in Michigan, we've finally been getting some consistent snow and some colder weather, so we can get some ice freezing, some, some pond hockey rolling. It's been good. It's been good. A lot of fun. School started back up. Started my last semester. We are in week two of that right now. It's a grind. It's a grind, but here we are. We're on the home stretch. Got to finish strong. Got to finish strong. So I was thinking to keep this more consistent, I have to do it at a different time. I got to get my schedule around it, so I'm excited. We start waking up earlier, and I'm start doing this in the morning, because then if I do it in the morning, the upload will be able to come out at night. And so that way, you can still listen to the episode on the day that I recorded it, so my references will actually make sense. Even though you might not listen to podcasts late at night, if you do, this is probably more likely for you. But regardless, I've been thinking on doing segments or themes or something as far as the days go. I uh, haven't quite worked everything out, but what I was thinking for Tuesdays, big topic Tuesday, kind of like how you see us did the time theory and how we did the simulation theory, things like that, where there's one central focus for the topic, dive into it pretty deep and see where we takes, see where that takes us. So for the first big topic Tuesday, we have the NFL. A lot going on with the NFL. Obviously, there's a Super Bowl coming up. We'll talk about that soon. The draft is coming up. We're going to talk about that. We're even going to do a live mock draft on this. And we're also going to talk about the whole situation with the offseason and the QBs, where they're going to be going. Because we'll talk about the Stafford-Jared Goff trade in just a minute. But first, if you do not know, I'm a recording artist. I just put out an album. Go search Havoc Rocky, Rock With Me. My new album just came out, 10 songs, it's great, have a listen, it's fun. Just had a quick plug that. We'll talk about that in a later episode, more in detail. Anyway, let's dive into this NFL stuff. Let's start with the Super Bowl. Sunday, big Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, most watched event in America every single year. And I guarantee you, because of COVID, there's probably going to be the highest viewership we've ever seen. Also because we have Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. One of the greatest, check that, the greatest quarterback of all time versus an up-and-coming quarterback who has potential to be the greatest of all time. He looks like a real a real player out there. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Tom Brady took a team that hasn't made the playoffs in, it's been a while. It's been a while. I can't give you exact date. I want to say it's been 11 years. Might be wrong. Double check me on that. Pretty sure it's been 11 years, though. They were 7-9 and nine last year, and now they're in the playoffs. Not only that, they're in the Super Bowl. So all those people saying, oh, Tom Brady was just good because of Belichick or because the Patriots had good teams or this, then, yin, yin. No. Tom Brady's an elite quarterback. He's probably the greatest of all time. This is his 10th Super Bowl. 1-0. 10. He's been to more Super Bowls than the average NFL player even plays in seasons. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So, 
over here, how we rooting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got nothing against the Chiefs. I just love Tom Brady. I do like Tampa Bay, too. It's a fun team. Uh, excited to see that they actually got to this point because they had kind of a rocky regular season. But regardless, they're there. Currently, the Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorite in the betting odds. But that's kind of close considering that they normally are a decent-sized favorite over the teams they play. How do I see this game going? A couple ways. There's a couple scenarios, as with any game, that we'll see things happening. I think in typical Chiefs fashion, they're going to start the game off rough. And I see the Bucks probably capitalizing on that, which we even saw two weeks ago now in the AFC Championship game. The Bills started off the game up 9-0 due to a uh, fumbled punt and a pretty decent drive that got him a field goal. But you never know. You really never know with that stuff. The ball bounces funny in football, and the Chiefs ended up dominating the rest of that game and winning. And that's why they're in the Super Bowl. The Bucks, on the other hand, haven't necessarily played the best football. Tom Brady specifically, he's played really, really good. He's just some turnovers. You can't turn the ball over against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, everyone talks about their offense. They have a really good defense. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, is playing out of his mind right now. He's flying through the football. He looks great. They, they have very good defensive line. They've got a, lot of, they got a lot of quarterback pressure on Josh Allen, and that Bills offensive line's not bad. They're no joke. They're a pretty good offensive line. But they, they were pressuring Josh Allen all night, which led to actually a little fight there at the end of the game, which was kind of funny to see. But ew, there goes my phone. See, sometimes I, I always set like sporadic alarms just in case. You know, you have your just in case alarms like if I don't get up to this, this is, you know, my Hail Mary alarm. And then I always forget to turn them off and they always go off at the most inconvenient times. But that's what we deal with today. I think I got them all of them off, so... Unless there was some I forgot. We might hear that again. But anyway, back to football. Super Bowl Sunday. So I see this game going a couple ways. In my very, what I think is actually going to happen, I think the Chiefs are going to start off slow. Uh, I think Mahomes is going to throw a pick six. I think he's going to throw a pick six to Devin White in the first quarter on either first or second drive. I see the first quarter, Bucks are up 10-0. And then in typical Chiefs fashion, they'll start coming back into the game. We're going into halftime, 17-10 Chiefs. And then this is where Tom Brady comes to shine. Down seven at half. Possibly the last half football he'll play. Likely not. He'll probably come back. I see him coming out firing on all cylinders. Throwing the ball down the field. Big plays. Trying to force... Because that's the thing with Kansas City. As you see a lot of teams, especially throughout the playoffs, the Browns, once they started doing it towards uh, it was the end of the first half, which they you know fumbled on the should be touchdown. That's a stupid rule, but teams that pressure them, throw the ball down the field. That's where you attack them. Just like Clemson, the first time Clemson Notre Dame played, the reason Notre Dame got that win is because they took shots down the field. Clemson expects teams to be conservative because they're worried about their offense. You have to play your game. And Bruce Arians, his game, with Tom Brady especially too, ball down the field. They'll throw the short ones too, don't get me wrong. 
But that you bait them up, you bait them up, you bait them up, and then you take your shot. A lot of teams we don't see take that shot. They just keep trying to do the same thing, same thing, and they end up taking a bunch of field goals, and you can't kick a bunch of field goals against Kansas City Chiefs. They will make you pay for that. You gotta score touchdowns to match their touchdowns, and then defensively, you gotta gotta get stops and you gotta get turnovers. Everyone knows Patrick Mahomes with the fancy sidearm throws, the no looks, all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you though, those are easily intercepted. They look cool, and they're executed well on his part, but at the same time, throwing across your body, not looking exactly who your target's going to, those can be easy interceptions. You just have to play it right. I think the Buccaneers are going to, this is going to shock the nation here, I have the Buccaneers taking this game 30-27 to on a game-winning field goal. 30-27, game-winning field goal. You heard it on the show first, if that's how it ends up. I do see a lot of situations where the uh, Chiefs can pull off a win. Win big, all that stuff. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl, though. Regardless of who wins, I do think it'll be a close game, back-and-forth game. I think the first half might be a little wonky, a little lopsided, one-sided, but second half, we're going to see some good football, and I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for this Super Bowl. I wasn't as much last year because I knew the 49ers were going to get wrecked, which I was a little bit wrong. It, it took a lot into the game before the Chiefs came back in that one, but Jimmy G's just not that kind of quarterback that he can make those big, high-caliber plays late in games. And it showed. It showed big time. We've seen several quarterbacks make it to that spot that just don't have that firepower or that ability to, you know, take over a game. Rex Grossman from the Bears in 2006, I'm looking at right there. But I've seen crazier things, so... I'm excited for it. I think what the biggest thing for the Bucks is going to be controlling the pace of the game. Time and possession can be looked at in a lot of ways. But I think the thing with time and possession when it comes to playing the Chiefs, if you control the ball, the tempo, how much clock they're getting to work with, that's going to be huge. Because if they dictate. The reason the Chiefs are so good and you can look at Alabama and Clemson in college for this too. The reason those teams get so good is because everyone's scared of their offense or scared of their defense, scared of a couple of players. And so those guys get to dictate how the game is played. No, no, no. Take that away. Take that away. If the Bucks can control the pace of play, they can control the clock, control field position. They'll win this game. They can't turn the ball over. That, that In any game, you can't turn the ball over. That's 101, protect the football. But they got to control the game. And I think they have the defense to do that. Devin White out there, I love watching him play. I mean, second-year kid, he's a captain. That dude is an animal, absolute animal. And he is very fun to watch because he is aggressive but he tackles with proper form, which you just don't see out of these young kids anymore. They just go for the taking the head off shot. Doesn't work. Not in the league. In the league, you have to do it by the book to get some of these dudes down. I also think, from a defensive standpoint, they really have to lock down Tyreek Hill. Double him the whole game. Because if you double him, 
you're with with the guys that the sorry, just in the mic here. Thing I accidentally hit it and fell. If if you double him, you're gonna force other guys to get open. I like Devin White on Travis Kelsey. Look, I also like running a little bit of a robber where you have one low, one high on Kelsey. If you can lock those two guys down, because Hardman uh, just saw yesterday he is on the COVID list, which means he likely not be playing. He's still got time to test for it. But as of now, he's out. Sammy Watkins is questionable. Haven't seen him all playoffs, so I don't think we're going to be seeing him on Sunday. Now you're starting to look at some of the lower-tier receivers on that Kansas City roster. Can they make plays still? Yeah. But you have to, once again, dictate the game, make them be the ones that have to make the plays. If Kansas City can get a running game going, that could be big for them. That could be huge for them. We didn't see any teams really do that in the playoffs against the Bucks. Granted, a lot of times they were trailing and had to, you know, make a game out of it and start throwing the ball. Aaron Jones didn't do much. Alvin Kamara didn't do much. It's... It's a big thing that they need to establish. If they can establish a run game, that'd be huge. Same for the Bucks too. If they can have that in their back pocket. Uh, Leonard Fournette's been playing pretty good football lately. Ronald Jones has been playing pretty good football lately. Let those guys go to work. Let them do their thing. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little closer to the uh, actual game itself. Uh, if you're into sports betting or anything like that, that type of stuff. But the Super Bowl is going to be exciting. I, I'm excited for it. First Super Bowl in a while I've been really, really looking forward to. So it's, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a good one. Go Bucks, 30-27. Tampa Bay is winning it. At home, too. First, Isn't that crazy? First time in NFL history the home, the home, where the host is for the Super Bowl, who's hosting the Super Bowl, is the home team. That's, that's kind of crazy to me. You would have thought somewhere along the lines they would have matched up and it worked itself out. But it is what it is, you know? It's also the saddest time of the year. I love the Super Bowl. It's one of my favorite days, but it's also really sad because it's like there's no football. There is this fan-led league, but you never know how those things are going to turn out. You never know what they're going to look like. I mean, we've seen so many new football leagues, the AFL, the XFL, try and fail. So... We'll see how that goes, but it's always sad because it's it's last game of football until August, and then our next game is, well, there might not even be a preseason, so we might have to wor- not worry about preseason football. But you know, then you got we got the five hundred coming up on Valentine's Day, and then it's just hockey, basketball, and now it's just hockey and basketball until baseball starts and. For me, baseball is hard to get into until, you know, playoff season just because there's so many games. It's fun to go to baseball games, but it's hard to pay attention to just so many games. It's kind of obnoxious. That's why I've always liked football. It's simple to the point. Every game matters. NBA, NHL, MLB, not every game matters. Certain games matter, but I don't like certain games mattering. I want every game to matter. But after the season... As we know, because there is little to talk about, because there's no playoff pitcher forming for uh, NHL or 
NBA, you have a little March Madness talk to go with, but a lot of the focus is going to go towards the combine, which there isn't this year, which means pro days are going to be big, which I'm kind of excited for because that gives a lot more dudes to get a shot at being looked at. Because only the top of the top get invited to the combine. But now, I don't know if they're going to televise these things or what they're going to do with these pro days. I imagine certain pro days they definitely will televise due to there being no combine. And due to the schools probably want to make some money off that. But regardless, I'm excited for those. Because some guys might get shots that might not have if there was just a combine. And I feel that there's also going to be a lot more scouts at these pro days because that's their one chance to see them outside of film and et cetera. But, you know, hand in hand with the combine comes the NFL draft, comes the NFL offseason. Speaking of the offseason here, let's talk about these quarterbacks and where they're going to be playing because, my goodness, it's kind of crazy. Just last week, I think it was Saturday, it was Saturday, we saw Matthew Stafford of my Detroit Lions getting traded to the L.A. Rams for Jared Goff, two first future first-round picks and a third-round pick. Now, as a Lions fan, first off, thank you, Stafford. Thank you, Stafford and his wife, his family, everything they've done for the city of Detroit. You guys have been phenomenal. Stafford, you have been the one glimmer of hope in our terrible seasons that you've been there, and it has not been your fault. We have not put a team around you. Thank you for everything you've done. You've made it exciting to watch Lions football, which is not an exciting thing, at least in my lifetime and my dad's lifetime, except for when Barry was there. When Barry was there, it was fun. It still sucked, but it was fun. But that's what Stafford did for us. So Stafford, I thank you. I wish you the best in LA. Go win a Super Bowl because you deserve one and you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And I know if you win one of those, Definitely help your chances of getting in there because I think you are a first balloter. Maybe it's a little biased because I'm a Lions fan. I don't care. That kid's talented. I'm excited to see what he does out in L.A. But on the flip side of that, I'm shocked the Lions made a great trade. I I haven't seen that in my time. We normally, normally be the other way around. I had to read that notification probably 40 times just to make sure that we were the ones getting the draft picks. So I was like, there's no way we just sent two first rounds and a third round pick for Jared Goff, including Stafford. I wouldn't even, without Stafford on the table, I wouldn't even send two first rounds and a third round for him. Not a chance. But we actually made a good trade, which is exciting. I like this. I like this a lot. I don't think Jared Goff is the greatest quarterback of all time, but he is pretty consistent at being average, which I can take if we have a good draft, which we'll get into a little bit later. Things can be exciting. We also have Motor City Dan Campbell, who is the football guy of football guys, the most exciting head coach probably in the league right now. Love him or hate him. That man is awesome because we're going to bite some kneecaps, and that's awesome. So we have that situation. We have a new QB in L.A. We got a new QB in Detroit. Aaron Rodgers said he's not sure of his fate, but then he was on Pat McAfee and kind of like reiterated, we're never sure he's going to stay in Green Bay. So we know that. Then we have the whole mess with Deshaun Watson. Holy cow, Houston does not seem like a fun place to play. He has not been traded yet. I, I don't know if he will be traded. 
It's a big contract. I know a lot of teams want him. But I also know the teams that... Well, he wants to go to... One place I saw he wants to go is the Jets. Which, if he does go to the Jets, the Texans will likely get their second pick. So they could still take a quarterback then. Um, I, don't, I don't know why he'd want to... I, the last report I saw on... I know a lot of teams are interested... The last report I saw on what he wanted to, because technically he's on a no-trade clause, and I think he has a decent say in where he goes with that. Could be wrong, but the Jets and the Dolphins. Now, the Jets makes no sense to me, just because I, they're terrible. I mean, they had a bad coach, and maybe that was a big problem with it, but they're still not a great football team. So I, I don't get that. And they, you know, New York's fan base, it's very wishy-washy. Just look at the Knicks. And then the Dolphins. I get the Dolphins. I do. They're a good team. They're on the brink of being something special. But I also, and probably unpopular opinion to Dolphins fans here, I don't think they should make that trade. Because you're going to have to give up a lot. And you just used first-round pick on Tua, who's now your starting guy. And yeah, he didn't have any you know, super high-caliber plays, but he didn't look bad. He, he was a rookie in a very good conference. The AFC is insane. And he played some good football. He almost got you guys to the playoffs. So I don't think it's time to throw in the towel on that yet. Because you're going to have to... Whoever trades for Deshaun is going to have to shovel out a lot. And if you're Miami, you're a couple pieces away from being something special. And you also don't want to throw away a first-round pick from last year because that's what essentially you're doing if you... You know, get to Sean and say, screw it to Tua. And you're also going to have to shovel out probably some first-round picks. And so you're you're selling out for a guy. Which, if they do, that means they think they that's the missing piece for their Super Bowl team. So, you know, maybe. Where else could we see him play? I don't know. I could see him going to the Colts. I don't know if the Colts would trade for that or want to deal with that whole situation, but... I, f- I don't know. I feel like India is a good fit for him. But we'll see. We'll see. The whole Deshaun Watson mess, I, I don't think things are good in Houston. Uh, everyone saw that video after their last game with J.J. Watt coming up to him and apologizing, you know, saying, we just waste- sorry, we just wasted a year, man, which is true. The Texans have been a mess for a little bit now. It's always kind of blown my mind how they've had these talented rosters and not been able to do anything with them. So we'll we'll see what's going on with that whole situation. It's 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 real interesting. Something to keep your eye on. And then then we have the whole Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles situation, as we saw at the last game of the season, which was actually a significant game, even though the records didn't show it. Uh, Jalen Hurts was playing. The only reason they were in that game, and he gets pulled in the fourth quarter. For some tall kid who ain't played a snap and isn't very good, and they kind of just threw in the game. Doug Peterson got fired. Whether or not it was for that, we'll probably never know. I think that definitely played a big part in it, but since the Super Bowl, the Eagles haven't been much, and that's partially Carson Wentz. I don't think Carson Wentz is a terrible quarterback. I think he was in a bad situation. I don't think Doug Peterson is the coach everyone thought he was. I think he got to that Super Bowl on pure luck. I do, I do, and I know there's a lot of factors that go into it, and you know, 
I don't care. I think a lot of it was luck. I don't think he's that good of a coach. Even the Philly special that everyone, you know, raves and raps about, he didn't call that. Nick Foles went to the sideline and said, let's run it, and they ran it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he was that good of a coach. Lost a lot, a lot of respect for him after I saw him throw that game. Uh, anytime you step on the football field, basketball court, the ice, anytime you're playing an athletic competition and you're on a team, you should play to win. Never throw a game. That's an instant respect loser for me just because uh, it takes away the integrity of the game, takes away the incentives. A lot of these guys have incentives on their contract. If you know they hit a certain mark, they get a big bonus. You're taking that away from those guys. And I, for me, I just don't like it at all, one bit. It makes me upset. I think in Philly, it's time to part ways with Wentz. I don't know who would want him. I, yeah, I, I don't know who would want him. He might be a good backup somewhere or if a team's desperate or something, but I don't know. I'd keep Wentz out of it. I'd, I'd start Jalen Hurts. He looks he looks pretty good and looks ready to play. Uh, Jimmy G and the 49ers. 49ers might need a QB. I think they do because Jimmy G ain't it. He's, I mean, he, you guys got to the Super Bowl and all that stuff, but like I said before, he's not that high caliber of a player. He was surrounded by talent. And rarely do you see it. It only happens every, you know, eight to ten years where uh, the surrounding cast takes a guy to the playoffs with a less than mediocre QB. A mediocre QB can, you know, provide and get you to the playoffs, but a less than mediocre QB... It's tough, and I think Jimmy G's that. You know, he looked good in New England when he was there, and then 49ers shoveled out some big contracts, and he just hasn't been it. The 49ers kind of fell apart this year. There was a lot of injuries, so that was a big problem with it too, but I think it's time to move on from Jimmy G. And then the Jets and the Jags are interesting. Top two picks in the draft. Obviously, the Jaguars are probably taking Trevor Lawrence, so Minshew is out there, which I don't know what that means for his career. Or where he could end up. Uh, I think he's would have been a hot commodity after last season, but I think after this year, not as much. So that'll be interesting. Sam Darnold, I still think, is a pretty decent QB. Once again, though, I, I don't know what teams would want these guys. That's the problem. You know, every time you have someone who hasn't really had a chance to prove themselves, it's like, well, where do they go? And you never know that. And the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater, what's going to happen with him? Who's going to be their quarterback next season? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun because this offseason is going to be crazy with the whole there, – there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in new places next year, and I am here for this. I'm here for the new-look NFL. It's going to be It's going to be crazy. I, I think for the first time in my – Honestly, probably my whole life of watching football, this might be one of the craziest off-seasons where we see big names going to different teams. And that, that has some potential to be special. So right now, we are going to do a live mock draft on here. I am drafting for the Lions, obviously. It's on the draftnetwork.com. Shout out draftnetwork.com for making this mock draft, ability to do it. Uh, I have it. The picks are like projected or whatever is by the last mock draft that this website has done, and theirs is very similar to the one on CBS. Uh, so let's let's see what we got here. 
as we load it up. Let me uh, quick pick the Lions next. We'll do a seven round. We'll do fast, manual. All right, yeah. So whenever we get the pick, we'll go back and uh, show what the picks are looking like. So, in a surprising... Okay. I take back this being a, a decent... Okay, wow, this is weird. Okay, so Trevor Lawrence, obviously first to Clemson. Then Jamar Chase to the Jets at number two. Devontae Smith, kind of upset I wanted him. At three to the Dolphins. Zach Wilson... Number four, he's a quarterback from BYU, stud, to the Falcons. And then we got a tackle from Oregon, who was projected top five, taking that fifth, Jalen Waddell, at sixth, the Eagles. So now that leaves me with a tough decision here. <clears throat> the, the Lions need a lot of positions. I really wanted to fill the receiver position early. Doesn't look like I'm going to be – I'm just going to quick check. Yeah, so – Terrace Marshall might be a guy we're going to look at there in the second round if he's not gone. Now it's tough because we took a corner last year at one. And I don't know if I want to run two young corners. I do think Patrick Certain is a very good player. But I don't know. I don't know. It's between him and Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. We need help with the linebacker position. We need help in the secondary. This is a tough pick. This is a really, really tough pick here. I'm going to go Michael Parsons out of Penn State, linebacker. I just, I think that's, we have a lot of problems. Don't get me wrong. A lot, a lot of problems. But I, I think we linebacker positions where we're at our worst. We, we can't stop the run. We can't stop the pass, but we got to stop the run first before we can even worry about that. So I'm not going to read through every single one of these picks just because that'll take a long time. So we're just going to see. Okay, Justin Fields is uh, taking at 8 to the Panthers. Patrick Certain, the guy we were debating on, just got taken at 9 to the Broncos. Kyle Pitts, our tight end on the Florida, went to the Giants. Uh, Najee Harris, at 18th to the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have Devontae and Najee Harris which I think those are going to be both great players. Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State, went to the football team. Still gets funnier every time I say that. Terrace Marshall, who I was hoping to get, got taken that 21st by the Colts. Uh, Travis Etn, I always want to say Entien. Etn, the running back out of Clemson, went to the Jets. So they take a wide receiver. They have the belief in Sam Donald. I love it. I love it. I love doing these mock drafts sometimes because they're really, really fun. Ronald Moore, that star out of Purdue. And Dylan Moses taking it at 38 to the Eagles. All right, so now, now we're in an interesting. Mac Jones is still on the board. Let's just, we'll just check out receivers again, see if there's anyone. Nico Collins. I don't really believe in him a ton. Amon St. Brown, I'll probably be able to get him in a later round. So we're going to wait on receiver. That, that is a position really wanted to fill. Eichenberg out of Notre Dame would be a pretty good tackle. Other than that, Christian Barmore inside D-lineman. I like, I like to focus, stay focused on D-lineman, but mm, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because I – Lions always draft. It's always tough with offensive linemen. You never know how good they're going to be. But we're going to take the D offensive tackle, excuse me, Liam 
Eichenberg out of Notre Dame in the second round there. I like that pick. I like that pick, actually. We do need help on the offensive line, especially with Goff in there. And a running back in DeAndre Swift, who's actually been looking decent lately, which is exciting. So as we come to our third-round pick here, let's see who we got available. Um, after our pick, nothing too crazy's happened. Nico Collins went to the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones got taken by the Bears. I forgot to talk about them and the quarterbacks. I don't know what they're going to do. That will be interesting to see what the Bears do with the whole Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, and now Mac Jones situation, which will definitely be doing a draft day special. Which will be a good one. I'm on Ron St. Brown, of course. Every time I gotta stop telling the computer who I wanna take because the Bucks just took the receiver I wanted. Which now puts me in a tough spot. Alright, so here we are again. We got Do we go Deontay Brown or Tommy Togai? I'm gonna go out of out of uh Alabama. No, no, it's tough. This is tough. Again, we're in a tough situation. We're going to go Tommy Toe guy. That uh, D-tackle out of Ohio State. He's a good player. So far, uh, I'd rate our draft decent. Uh, Micah Parsons. We got two de- two defensive guys that will help stop the run game and an offensive lineman. Uh, since then, let's see if there has been any interesting picks since the third round I picked. That was second round. Okay, here we are. Jabril Cox out of LSU to the Giants. Linebacker, if you didn't know. Tommy Tremble, tight end out of Notre Dame to the football team. That's Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida. He's going to Indianapolis. That could be an interesting spot. And that brings us up to our pick. All right, let's... I don't like the fourth round receiver here. I just want to see who we got. We got Elijah Moore... Amari Rodgers, yeah, we're going to take Amari Rodgers out of Clemson. We're going to be getting that receiver off the board. I liked it. Maybe a little earlier. I would have liked to get him in the fourth round, but you just don't know if those guys are going to be around, especially I'm seeing a bunch of receivers go right now. So it's probably a good thing we picked him. Um, let's see if there's been any interesting picks since Amari. The Browns have had decent picks. Elijah Moore went to Ole, from Ole Miss, went to the Packers. Uh, Hunter Long, that tight end out of Boston College, went to the Chiefs, which is kind of an interesting pick, but he could be decent out there. Uh, Patrick Jones, the second from Pitt to the Rams. He's Ed Rusher, if you didn't know. Uh, other than that, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. So according to our big board, we still need a corner, a safety, and an edge rusher. And a quarterback, which I might take one in the seventh round, possibly sixth round, depending. Well, let's just check who's available here. Still have Sam Ellinger, Kalman, KJ Stasello. Okay, there's still some there's still some quarterbacks available that could be potentially interesting. They also could end up being nothing, but you never know with that stuff. So we got a lot of ooh. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, but it's Ogun, Ogunda, o, Ogundeji. I, I'm not really sure. Um, he was a three-star recruit, I guess. But he, he was he was a pretty good player out of Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame produces some pretty good NFL guys. It's between him, Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma, and Janarius Robinson from Florida State. I'm not going to take the Florida State. These are all edge rushers, by the way, if you weren't didn't know about that. So we're talking DNs here. Ronnie Perkins is a good player, but I, I watched more Notre Dame football. I didn't know watch a ton of Ronnie Perkins film. So we're going with Ojen Dudgy. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I probably botched that super bad, but hey, we're here. We're having a good time today. We're having a good time today. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. So let's see who we got next here. Should be it. And there goes the mic flipping up on me. I need to use the other mic stand because this one kind of sucks. Okay. Trey Sermon is still available here in round five at pick 150. Just kind of check and see if any other quarterbacks are going. Oh, Brady White out of Memphis, 130 of the Browns. Not a bad pick. See, that makes me feel not as bad about taking one if I do take one. Richard LeConte, the third out of Georgia. Actually, yeah. No, I just I watched this dude terrorize Tennessee. That was a quick pick there. I like that. We got the safety out of the way for us. Sending a quick text there. All right, all right, all right. Here we are coming into round six here in a second. And I don't think I have a round six pick. No, I do not. Forgot about that. All right, so it looks like we're going to be in the, in the seventh round here. We have one more pick on the board. Hopefully. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the Lions still have their seventh round pick. I know I forgot we didn't have our sixth round This is kind of fun. I like doing this mock draft. I might do. I might do more of these. I might do more of these. See. See what we can do. I, I was doing it last night practicing, and I got Devonte Smith, so I was pretty pumped about that. But I guess. Uh, and we doesn't seem like we have a round seven. All right. I, that is what it is. You can only trade in the premium version of this draft. Yeah. So we don't have. We don't have all of the guys here that we wanted. Zach Smith out of Tulsa. All right, well, we'll, we'll read through some bigger picks. Finalizing your draft. Okay. All right, that's cool. No trades were performed because no one can trade. All right, let's go look at round uh, six and seven here. See if any QBs got taken. Now, Colin Mullen went to the Eagles. Felipe Franks went to the Cowboys. You're going to start seeing some more... Uh, quarterbacks going these later rounds. KJ Costello to the Dolphins. Um, I actually kind of like that KJ Costello to the Dolphins pick because that's uh, you never know what you're going to get with that. Peyton Ramsey from Northwestern's going to the 49ers. Shane Buscelli from SMU, former Texas kid, went to the Bengals. And that looks like they'll. Oh. Anthony Brown from Boston College to the Broncos. Zach Smith from Tulsa to the Steelers. And that is your last. And Mr. Irrelevant of the draft is Lamont Wade, safety out of Penn State, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Once again, for my Detroit Lions, if I was drafting in this mock draft, we would have taken in the first round Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State, seventh round, seventh overall pick. And then we'd take Leon Eichenberg, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. And we got the D-tackle, Tommy Togai. Once again, I could be botching these names, but 
This is how I'm reading them. That D-tackle out of Ohio State in the third round. Then we got the fourth round, Amari Rodgers out of Clemson. I like that pick. I think he's kind of slept on. I think he could be decent. And then DN, that I can't pronounce the name, Ogunshedji, I'm not sure, out of Notre Dame. And then finally, Richard LeCount, the third, safety out of Georgia. I like that draft. Uh, big focus on defense. We got an inside and an outside D lineman. We got a linebacker. We got a safety. And then offensively, we took a tackle and a receiver. Both things the Lions need. I think that was a decent, according to, so we're going to go with a look at the mock draft versus what the predictions are. So first, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville did that. Second, Zach Wilson, the Jets did not. This, I'm going off of CBS's um, draft. They, they Yesterday, actually, posted a new mock draft prior to the Super Bowl. So they had Zach Wilson going to the Jets. They took Jamar Chase in my mock draft. And then uh, Penny Sewell, all lineman out of Miami. Devontae Smith. I wonder where Sewell went. He went to the Bengals in fifth pick. All right, so not too much different. Falcons at four. Justin Fields is what uh, the CBS had. Zach Wilson got taken. In mock draft, and then the Bengals took Swole, which is someone they need in the mock draft. And in this case, they took uh, Slater, which he didn't go for a while. I don't think he even got picked in this draft first round. Yeah, probably shows the credibility of the mock draft I was doing because he, the projected uh, sixth pick, or no, excuse me. Fifth pick is not even on here. So that's kind of funny. Uh, Jalen Waddell, they had Jamar Chase in CVS, and then I took Micah Parsons. Obviously, as we know, Lions are projected to take Devontae Smith. And then they have Mac Jones going eight to the Panthers. The Panthers in this one took Justin Fields, which I imagine they would if he was still on the board. So that one's not too confusing to me. Uh, Broncos taking Patrick Certain. Broncos do take a corner, Caleb Farley, it says, instead. Cowboys. The Cowboys pick they got right. Oh, my goodness, and the mic is flopping around again. I am so sorry. They got the, the uh, Cowboys pick right. That's actually kind of funny. They also got the Giants pick right. Then they did not get the next couple picks right. And then I put some... Uh, so in the actual projections, Najee Harris is projected to go to the Bills, which I think would be awesome. But he went to the Dolphins in this one. He's, he's going to be a good player. He's going to be a fun player. I like that one. So there you go. There's your mock draft for the Detroit Lions if I was drafting for the Lions. That's fun. That's I like doing those. That, that's always that's, that's really a lot of fun to do. Before we hop off here, let me know if you have any good idea segments. So I have, uh, let me quick pull this up here. So for Monday, I'm not sure yet whether like a music thing or a miscellaneous thing. And then obviously big topic Tuesday, which we did today. Uh, Weird Theory Wednesday. I like that for Wednesdays. That'd be more like, I guess that'd be more towards like the simulation theory and the uh, time theory. But this is that we did whole episodes on, so the big topic is a whole episode. So Tuesday, Wednesday will probably be a whole episode of focus. 
Thursday, think about it Thursday. Probably come with some weird facts or questions, something like that. And then uh, freaking fun Friday, for sure, on Friday. Just do something fun, just a nice, lighthearted one to get you good to go into the weekend. But, yeah, we're going to be trying to upload these every day, waking up earlier. We're going to kill this in the morning. Uh, yeah, if you have any other ideas for segments or something little to do every episode, shoot me a text, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, however you can reach me. Doesn't matter who you are. You can find my uh, you can find my social media somewhere. It ain't too hard. I'm not a hidden person. I'm not a ghost. I'm not fake. I'm not living in the walls, and I'm not a shadow person, which I still don't know what that is because I have to listen to that time suck episode. But until next time, peace and love, y'all.